Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we don't have a co-host, but we will proceed. We'll do our best to talk a little bit about what the current events are and what's going on in the world. Always searching for some good news, but it's so much easier finding the bad news. Uh, but we'll try to do both, to try to keep you up to date on current events. You know, the um, the, the board, uh, the, the the privacy board that has been set up by Biden. This is uh, this is something that is uh, a real, real problem. And we've talked about that. We talked about it last week. And uh, it's it looks like it's going to play, play havoc with a lot of people. But somebody that's written on this has done a very, very good, good job on it is Glenn Greenwald. And he has a quote that's been circulating that I want to start off with reading this quote because it really hits the nail on the head on uh, what really is going on. Uh, this has to do with the disinformation board. Uh, and uh, he's starting off by it's even more pernicious than it seemed, you know, at first look. So it is bad, and uh, of, of course, uh, Glenn is very good at analyzing this. This is his quote. The power to decree what is disinformation now determines what can and cannot be discussed on the Internet. It is now in the hands of trained disinformation agents of the U.S. security state. Boy, that's a mouthful. Where, where did all this power and wisdom come from? It's obviously totally unrelated to what was intended by the founding fathers, a disinformation board to make sure that the freedom of speech is protected for everybody. We have to protect democracy. It's pure nonsense, but it's very, very serious on what's, what's going on. And, uh, and, and they actually believe that uh, the, you can find bureaucrats you know, maybe they had their training with uh, uh, Russiagate and a few other monstrosities the last campaign to find out who's telling the truth. And that is, of course, the big issue in, in all societies, particularly in our society and our system here these past uh, year, several years, last decade or two. Boy, it makes it more difficult. Although seeking out the truth over fiction has always been there, but it's incestuous now. It's just all over the place. And uh, fortunately, the large majority of the American people have come to a good conclusion. They have come to, to a good conclusion saying, you know, they're not telling us the truth. We don't trust our government. And those numbers are growing. So that's healthy. That doesn't mean that uh, the people who believe in uh, a, a moral right and uh, sorting out truth and fiction uh, are on the upturn, but it's available, it's there, and people know about it because the people in power are still those, and they belong in both parties. They just want to control the, the, the speech that goes out there. And they're just assuming that, that government is supposed to be doing that, and that's, that's their job, which is total nonsense. And uh, that nobody, uh, in today's situation, nobody's allowed to be offended by anything. If somebody says something, uh, it really is designed to promote an agenda. And uh, when, when you look at 
what's happened, especially under COVID and wars that are going on, it's always serving the interests of big government. Uh, that it's the big government people that say they have control. We don't want any disinformation. We have to have truth out there. And they're always on the side of truth as long as they control it, as long as they determine it. That is an old philosophy. The Soviet system was particularly aggressive on this. They say, yes, we believe in truth, but we believe that only governments and the party, the political party, can produce the evidence on what is truth and, and what is not truth. But uh, that, is, that is a big job because we have economic problems to deal with and we have you know, uh, foreign policies to deal with that are growing by leaps and bounds unnecessarily. There's just no reason in the world for us you know, uh, bending over and doing whatever the organization NATO uh, comes up with. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a war that's going on. It's been going on for, uh, to some degree, ever since the Cold War uh, ended. And uh, this, uh, this is now, you know, sort, sorting, trying to sort it out. And uh, the, uh, the sides have been drawn up, but especially in recent years. But I believe that what's going on in uh, Ukraine right now is a war between NATO and Russia, and those are where the ducks are lined up, and uh, each one, you know, argue their case that the other side is the monster. It seems like the media control and the control of the scenario of what's going on is certainly on the uh, side of uh, Ukraine and, uh, and NATO, saying that they, they are the victim. But if you look at the history, you will find out that the West, NATO, have not lived up to their promises, especially since uh, the Cold War ended. And that they have been able to uh, dispose of governments in Ukraine when they were not, uh, uh, even though they were elected, they had, they won, had election like, uh, like, like, uh, uh, that have been favorable toward Russia. Yanukovych was uh, favorable. And so it really got the uh, NATO people uh, annoyed by this. So what did they do? They got together with our help, of course. NATO uh, is almost synonymous with the U.S. So what did they do? Uh, even though Yanukovych had been nominated, they say, well, it's time for a coup. Oh, I didn't know we were for coups, even though we participated in more coups than probably any, any other country. But 2014 is the one coup that was a big deal. And that is when they ran Yanukovych out of town. And that is when uh, NATO got more aggressive. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, the Russians said, you're not following your promises. You said you would, NATO would not come up and pester Russia at their borders. But that, that is not what was happening. Russia made a decision, which was their decision, uh, you know, to, to do something about that. And it's expanded ever since, and uh, it's good for the military-industrial complex. They get to sell a lot of stuff, and, uh, and this um, has been going on now for a good while. But, but uh, right now, today, there was an announcement. The West announces new weapons for Kiev, sanctions on Moscow. More and more, 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 and more money, another $30 billion. And nobody can keep track. There's so many. But uh, it, 
But the whole thing is, it's been, that is about the, what the whole thing has been here, especially since uh, 2014. It keeps escalating and escalating. And the propaganda has to be that it's all one-sided. Only one side caused all this trouble, and it was Russia's fault for all this. I don't buy into this, but I don't buy into the idea that the United States should make the final determination on it. I think we should jolly well stay out of that area and not get involved in another no-win war because this one could go a long, long time. Nobody, except a few, predicted that if we went into Iraq and Afghanistan that we might stay a long time. Yeah, 19 years for one and 20 years for another. And uh, we're still, of course, in many, many places of the world. But the one thing is, is why this is going to end, is we're running out of money. We're running out of wealth. We're consuming our wealth. And an interesting thing is happening right now. <clears throat> As we made reports on a daily basis, one day we might be talking about the war against the American people over COVID. All the lockdown and violations of civil liberties and our privacy. We talk about that because it was in the news and forcing people to obey all the rules that uh, determined, it, it turned out uh, weren't beneficial and did probably more harm. And also another day we might say, you know, what's going on in, in uh, Ukraine and back and forth. But actually now with this, the news today, it's sort of coming together because it really is one issue. It's the spending because... Uh, the, uh, the, the proposal now is, uh, if by Biden, is to spend a lot more money on, uh, on fighting the virus that's coming back. You know, they, they never give up. So thereafter, they're working very hard on this. So the spending today is the emphasis on more foreign spending, more domestic spending. Uh, we're in unbelievable debt. Yet people say, well, the dollar's okay. The dollar's stronger than the yen and the euro, and people are getting along. But people aren't getting along. And the end is coming because the people are voting on this. Every single day the consumer goes to buy gasoline or groceries or any other vital necessity, they find out, my goodness, this is two or three times more than it used to be, and on and on. And this, is, this means that the dollar's losing its value. The dollar is being diminished. And uh, it's been happening. It, it's all started, of course. Uh, uh, all the real starting was in 1913 with the introduction of the Federal Reserve. But the big deal, the first announcement that we were bankrupt and we could not honor our commitment, uh, that ended when Bretton Woods broke down in 1971. And ever since then, there's been a devaluation. We couldn't pay our bills because we reneged on our promise to say that the dollar was as good as gold. You had uh, $35, you could get an ounce of gold. Well, that ended in 1971. So we are in bankruptcy. It's for, uh, it's for me, uh, it's for feature of it, you know, has changed a bit, but we really are in bankruptcy. And when we do that, uh, you say, well, how are we paying the bills? We're not paying bills, we're defaulting on the bills. What we do, if we owe $100, we give them $100 that's worth $50. So there's constant steady depreciation and devaluation, and that's how debt gets liquidated. The market is powerful. The market says too much debt, you're not producing uh, as a society, so therefore there will be liquidation of debt, 
and that's what's going on. And that is why we're going to have so many severe problems of people getting just the necessities of life, getting medical care and buying food and whatnot. And they say, well, the, the people running the show, they say, yeah, there is some inflation coming, but it's transitory. It's just going to last a short period of time. Well, it's not going to last for a short period of time. It's going to last for a long time because there's so much debt that has to be liquidated. And there has to be a cleansing of the malinvestment and all the debt that existed. And there's a lot of pain that goes along with that. The most important thing that's going on on our side of the argument is people are waking up and they're sick and tired of it. They got sick and tired of the lockdowns with COVID. And, and there has been some release of, uh, of that amount of uh, uh, regulations that we've had. And that is good. And there are people now uh, and it's been around. The majority of the American people don't didn't get together and say, yeah, let's have another war. We like war. You know, it, it's all designed by people that make money off it. War is a racket, as was said many years ago. And the racket, you know, it gives an entitlement to special interests, especially the military industrial complex and the various factors. And also the maintenance, uh, the maintenance of our empire. Our empire has been maintained, so it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that it's lasted that long. But it's getting weaker because it will end when the people around the world uh, decide that the, uh, that the American system is really not working all that well. And it was based on debt, and therefore, and the debt has to be paid. And right now, what are they resorting to? The thing that I started with, the attack on civil liberties. The attack on civil liberties, whether it's the privacy issue and the disinformation, what's going on with COVID, and now they have another new appropriation for COVID. It's coming, it's coming. There's a new, new strain of COVID, and we better be prepared for the winter. And, you know, it just goes on and on. And uh, there's still a lot of people. It's, it's uh, not a lot, but there's still a significant number of people still wearing masks, even though the government says there's no mandates for this. So it's, uh, it's incestuous in the sense that some people like it for their selfish reasons. Sometimes it happens because people just feel comfortable and they feel obligated to do whatever the government tells them. But this is, uh, this is at a time I think that we're in a transition. We can't afford what we're doing. There's an attack on civil liberties. The people are disgusted. The elections format for this year is sort of strained. And there's a lot of indication that maybe the people will speak out. And they have so far and indicated that the status quo and what we're getting from the current administration is not what the American people want. But, it, but it's also very dangerous because it's the, this system is going to end and the transition will, will be rocky. But the question is, what's going to replace it? But that should be the answer. And so a lot of people would ask me, so what do you do now? This is a mess. I said, well, if people were sincere and they had any clout at all and any influence, they could start by reading the Constitution. That, the document limits you know, the size and scope of government. But that is not going to happen with the people we have in Washington. It won't happen. The people have to speak out and they have to demand and insist on their liberties. And they can't buy in, into this disinformation board and say, well, they're, they're authorities. They know what free speech is and they're going to sort it out and make sure nobody lies to us. Well, the whole thing is the biggest lie is the one that uh, set up the disinformation board saying that it was necessary and of some benefit. 
So this is a system that will end and, and could, uh, could improve things. I happen to think if we do the right things and spread the message of liberty, uh, things will be, be definitely better. But uh, there's no doubt that people should uh, not, not assume that it will go easily and everything is going to work out next week if we do nothing. The, the, you know, the amount of debt we have and the amount of intervention we have around the world, the amount of militarism that we have uh, and the attack on our civil liberties, it's a serious problem. And that is the reason why anybody who's interested in this must see, boil it down to a less complicated issue of politics. You know, people ought to have a right to their life. They ought to have a system of volunteerism that all economic and social associations should be so voluntary. No force by government. And, of course, under those circumstances, if you agree to do something, you live up to your contract. And this means that the whole system we have now would be revamped, the most of it eliminated, and uh, taxes, taxation, the income tax, and all would be totally unnecessary. And people say, well, you know, that would be chaotic. No, what we're doing today is chaotic, and it's going to get more chaotic. This idea that freedom is chaotic makes no sense. There are people working in a voluntary way in society and always saying that they have to recognize that you all have to have an agreement with people, that gets rid of the chaos. And uh, yet now, all we say is we need, what we're doing is working on more and more government, more agencies of government, more things like the, uh, the, the, the department to, the, to regulate free speech, which is exactly the opposite. So it's, it's, a, it's a mess that we have, but there's no reason in the world that if each and every individual who is knowledgeable about what a free society is all about has to do their share in spreading the message, it's out of their own, you know, uh, benefit. It's, you, you do it for your own benefit. You don't have to sacrifice your, your liberties. You want to do it because it's an important message not only for you, yourself, your family, and society and the wealth of society and for peace. Those all can be achieved. Uh, peace and prosperity can be achieved with more liberty, but more government, you have more poverty and more war, and we're in the middle of that right now, and it's time for the American people to stand up and say, enough is enough, we want our freedom. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.